Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Sound Connections, brought to you by Mainline Marketing in Winter Park, Florida. On today's episode, we talked with Susan and Tori, and I had uh, so much fun. It was great to talk to them. It was great learning about what they're doing for female empowerment in the audio space. Uh, I really think that comes across in this episode. Uh, It was also great to talk to them about being the champions of Mainline Marketing's Florida's Finest Podcast competition and what they were going to do with all of their winnings and all of the things that they got in that. So it was a very educational experience for me. Uh, Without further ado, here is our episode of Sound Connections featuring the Sound Girls, Susan and Tori. We are here with the Florida's Finest Podcast, officially the Sound Girls. Hello. Yay. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. Would you like to introduce yourselves as champions? I'm going to give you the option. Uh, sure. Yes, please. Okay. I'm Susan Williams. I am the past and current for the next month uh, co-host of the Sound Girls <laughs> podcast. And Tori, she is our up and coming new host of the Sound Girls podcast. That's me. Fun times. Fun times. Uh, so first of all, Congratulations. I think that's Thank where you. we need to start. Thank you. How does it feel? Uh, I, I don't enter contests. Does it, does very it feel often. right? I think it probably just it feels, feels right. right. Yeah. <laughs> feels like they made the right choice. Yeah. I would agree with that. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, first thing I want to do is I want to just ask where did the Sound Girls start? Where did they come from? So the organization or the podcast specifically? Uh, Yes. Start with the organization, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, So uh, 20, oh God, is it 2015? 2013 or 2015. It's an odd year in there somewhere. Okay. Um, No. Let's say years ago. In in the 20s. In the the the, the 20s. The 20-teens. Yeah. Should I fact check this? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Get the Google Um, out. In, in the two thousands, yeah, the at some teens. point, uh, Carrie Kyes and Michelle Sablecheck Pentonato, which is a mouthful of her last name. That but is a lot. Sablecheck Pentonato, Sabolacheck uh, Pentonato. Imagine putting that on like a jersey. That would just yeah. be. It's, a it's lot. long. It's a lot. So, Carrie Kyes and Michelle Sablecheck Pentonato, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking to each other following a, an AES uh, panel that they had been on with some other people and that is where they were like I have heard of you but we've never met before <laughs> cool. and that was kind of the theme along the entire like sound girls all together like mm-hmm. I, I have heard of you but we have never met and so they decided that they needed to come up with some kind of organization or at least something semi cohesive so people could connect with each other and that's how sound girls was born um the podcast was born last summer uh right about this time when um becky and i (laughs) had this like level of boredom i guess (laughs) covid boredom i get it i get it Mm -hmm. 
So we decided uh, it was her idea. It was 100% Becky's idea. <laughs> I blame all but of this. But we decided. I blame all of this on her. <laughs> and she's not here. It's so not fair. She can't defend herself. But that's when nope. you blame people for things. Exactly. So Becky Campbell from B4 Media Productions, I'll give you her whole thing. Uh, she was like, well, I had to cancel all of my stuff and I'm kind of freaking out because I don't know what I'm going to do with my life right now. She's like, so do you want to do a podcast? We talked about it before. Uh, and I was like, yeah, uh, all right. Didn't know you're getting yourself into. We totally know how to do this. <laughs> Can't see the face, but it's. <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, so we asked Carrie because Carrie Kai's is the sound girls. She's the sound girls. She is the sound girls. Both so of them. we had no expectation for her to say yes. And we actually assumed that she probably already had this happening. It's like in the background somewhere. But she didn't have that and she said yes you have my blessing go for it and then we were like oh snap we really have to do this now. we actually have we to actually follow have through to. with this um so we we got a list from carrie of people that she thought should be interviewed so she had this huge contacts list which we have now handed over uh because we didn't get to all of the people on it of people that she wanted to have interviewed it's like 50 70 people long Jeez. it's super long that's crazy uh and then we add to it kind of randomly right. but she had this list already so that was easy we didn't have to work to find people people which is probably the hardest part it's of definitely podcasting the hardest part. It's definitely, the hardest uh, part. definitely learning that right now yeah as we're <laughs> getting started it's like your first episode is coming up in two weeks who are you interviewing yes yeah. Someone, doing it. they Someone. will be here. Someone. We have 50 to 70 people. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then you have to get them to like figure out the schedule and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we just did it. We just. You just said we're doing it live. You were yeah. like rock and roll. F it. We'll do it live. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Tori, how did you find the sound girls? You're the up and comer. What spurred this? How did we get to here? So uh, during the pandemic, I actually found Sound Girls because uh, I was interested in interested in some of their webinars and their training. And I love uh, any training that I can jump on. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to check that out. And over time, you know, I just followed Sound Girls. Uh, and a friend of mine who works for Cirque, he recommended, hey, you know, you should check out the Sound Girls podcast. I'm like. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So I subscribed and as I got notifications, um, I actually did some VO uh, training and I thought, oh man, it would be so fun to be able just to, you know, do something with my voice, which is, you know, a little obviously different than, you know, being behind the mic instead of, well, in front of the mic instead of behind the mic. Is that right? Yeah, no. we got it. No, we're, we're on the same page. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying. Um, and uh, then I got an email and said that Sound Girls was looking for a new host and co-host. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, this is like a bucket list thing for me. I have no expectation. I probably won't even, you know, get an interview. It's like, you know. Who, who am I? And uh, then I <laughs> get this Tori email. You're Tori of the Sound That's what. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, I am now. And I uh, I was so surprised. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like one of four people that you're interviewing. Like, this is amazing. And then when I got the email that I got the host gig, I was just 
like it felt so good. It felt so right. And then meeting uh, Susan and Becky and uh, my new co-host, Katie, I feel like everything just really clicked. And there's such a lightness and there's such a joy uh, working with uh, the ladies right now. And I'm just super, super excited to see where this next year takes us. So you mentioned that you're stepping away. Mm -hmm. Is this a personal decision? Is this you're focusing on other things? You're going more producing route? What's what's the what's the haps with that? This was a planned move. Okay. So when we decided to make the podcast in general, uh, Becky wanted to build something that we can um, hand over, like literally hand over to new people Mm -hmm. once uh, we were done with it. So we figured a year seemed about right. And, you know, once work would start picking up again, we right. kind of anticipated. Uh, so goodness. it's, yeah. <laughs> so she, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why she's not here because she's working a gig, which is awesome. Um, so we planned it. It was completely our hope that we would be able to get it successful enough so that we could hand it off to somebody. And then we had inter- uh, we had interviews. We had a bunch of people send like voice samples in and we heard like, it was at least 20, maybe more people That's awesome. who had applied oh, wow. for it. And uh, we just listened to voices and met with people. And Tori's like, yeah, 20 mm-hmm. people that aren't me. Yeah. <laughs> and so we found people whose personalities we liked because Fair. we were the ones who did yeah, it. Yeah, you have to host. You have to, <laughs> you have to gel with the person. Yeah. Uh, and then we picked the, our people. And Becky and I are helping with the transition mm-hmm. because I don't want to ever throw somebody into a fire without help like I don't want to do that so uh, we're staying on his producer roles for now and we'll probably do that until they don't need us anymore that's awesome that's it that's awesome yeah so what is I I, I've asked this question already but I'm going to redirect it a little bit what does sound girls do what is it what is your tagline if you had to describe it to someone what is sound girls sound girls actual tagline is inspire inspiring the next generation so the whole goal of Sound Girls in general is to meet other people who work in the industry mm-hmm. and to show them not only is it possible for you to be a sound engineer or whatever kind of sound career that you want, but you can do it while you're a woman, while you're a person of color, while you're whatever, you you can actually do this job and it is a job to do. So like Sound Girls has reached out to um, other organizations like Girls Rock Camp which is, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's, not, little, it's little kids that go to camp, summer camp or winter camp, whichever, mm-hmm. and they learn how to play instruments and then they put a show on at the end. And so it's literally little kids, like be, it's like rock star camp for children. It's That's adorable. kind of awesome. Yeah. So I like, wish I knew about this when I was a child. <laughs> um, it is called Girls Rock Camp, but it's okay. I mean, there might be a Boys Rock Camp. Totally. Sh- there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. There's a whole Simpsons episode on that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our whole our whole deal is to build up the foundation so that people who come in after us have it a little bit easier than we did. Which is an amazing and wonderful goal, especially in, in today's climate. Do you guys, uh, Tori, I'm going to start with you just because you um, are, are newer to this. Do you feel any sort of pressure or is it just excitement to be able to kind of open the door for the next generation? You know, it's a little bit of both, honestly. Um, I've always loved just finding uh, other 
uh, other women to empower in the audio industry um, with my experience so far. So that to me is super exciting and to, um, you know, show that there's possibilities, endless possibilities out there uh, based on uh, professionals that have gone before them. Um, but then, of course, you know, there's the pressure side where it's like, OK, Becky and Susan have, you know, <laughs> set the bar up here and, you know, you want to ask the right questions and you want you want to be engaging and you want to have that connection piece. But, you know, the more that I think about it, it's just um, you know, you just got to be yourself and you just got to be in the moment and just, um, you know, really get it's just a conversation with people and to get to know, again, these professionals in the industry. And I'm just so excited. This, I mean, Like I said before, I'm so excited to see where this is going to take us into the next year and even um, the next host and co-host after Katie and myself and just how, you know, to see how this whole thing is going to expand. What about you, Susan? I, I don't feel like you should be, I don't feel like you should be like, you have to live up to our standards because our standards were pretty low to start. So, I mean, she said um, it, they just asked and they were like, maybe she's going to say no. She's probably going to say no. Oh crap. We have to do oh, it. We have to do it. Um, <laughs> the, so we entered the, mainline podca yeah. podcast um, contest and I knew entering that full well that the stuff that we're winning are going to other people. Right. <laughs> like we want to, uh, our plan is to build like a little road case with material and stuff in it so that we can send that to our other people and awesome. then they can have decent equipment. The other people um, are excited just so you know. Yes. <laughs> <We're excited. laughs> the level of excitement is very high. Yes. Yes. And then that can continue on posterity down the line. So the next group can get their little podcast kit and then the group after can get their podcast kit and we can just continue passing the baton to the next group. And so that's that's honestly why I, I submitted for that because I was like, I am a teacher. I don't have money <laughs> to put all of this stuff together. Um, so I don't know. That well, was our cool. So how does it feel, Susan, to kind of be like, forging a legacy you're 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 you were the first host with becky of this podcast and it's now something that is going to continue to live on past you and 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 even again and again and again what is that what is that point of pride like for you because that's that's something that's really kind of amazing for for this field that that you guys are as a as a female representation is it, so um I guess not represented well in this space, but you're you're already crafting your own legacy. Like, how does that feel? I I think about this line from Hamilton. I love Hamilton, um, so hit me with it. I'm ready. I want to build something that's going to outlive me. Yeah. And I, as an as an educator in general, I don't take a lot of credit for things that I do anyway because I'm showing a student how to do something or I'm jumping in to like fix it so that everything goes well and they get the credit for that. Right. And so that's, I've always been that person. And I think a lot of people who work in the tech industry or behind the scenes, we are unsung heroes. supposed to be hidden and invisible pe people. All the black. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm used to that and it was kind of more difficult to put my face and my voice out there than it is for me to hand it over. Oh, okay. if that makes sense. That's 
I like it though. Yeah. I like it though. We were so terrified of <laughs> um, doing something that Carrie didn't like or like pissing people off with our show. And then, uh, so we try to keep it pretty positive, but um, that was way scarier than worrying about if I'm handing it off and what my legacy is going to be, because it's going to continue as long as people want it to continue. Right. Well, I mean, I can tell by the way that Tori talks about it is that you have set a very high bar that she is excited to get to apply herself to and clear and, and then the next group gets to set the bar even higher. But just to pivot back to Hamilton really quick, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius, yeah. not a singer. And I just wanted to get that in audio form so that people can know the way I feel about it. Okay. But I love him. <laughs> but also he shouldn't sing things. How do you feel about that? I feel like... I feel like this isn't a hot take. I feel oh, like it's not a hot take. I, I feel like he him. sounds a little bit like Goofy when he sings, when he's crying. Mm -hmm. But that's just, maybe that's just a personal thing. Like, have in you listened to like, his other stuff that he's done in the heights is i love it yeah i adore it and moana moana's great but i just don't think he should be a singer he is not personally. like your traditional broadway you know singer in Leslie any Leslie odom no yeah Chris like, jackson mm -hmm. and oh, those guys amazing. are amazing yeah amazing. um so it's not like he's those people but i enjoy the stuff that he does because of his style in which he does it in Tori, do you feel like this is also a hot take? Are you going to be upset at me for my Lin-Manuel Miranda takes? So I can't be too upset because I've only watched the first 45 minutes of Hamilton. This is the person what? that you picked to replace you? This is the person? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have been obsessed <laughs> with that show and the soundtrack since it it's came so out. Good. It's so good. And then when they put the like movie version of it on Disney Plus. Disney Plus yeah. I was, we were actually out of town visiting my fiance's family and I'm like, everyone's got to shut up and I got to watch this. And, uh, including Tori. No, everyone's got to just be quiet. We're going to watch this, this show. And his daughter, she's five years old, freaking obsessed with it. That's great and for you. And so I was like, hell yeah, she sings, <laughs> she freaking sings along. She knows some of the words, like most of the sounds to the words, you know what I, I mean? I mean, some, sometimes they get a little, even for me, I'm like, what did they say? I'm not sure. I'm just going to make the noise and then it'll, it works out. She, the, and then after we watched Hamilton and we watched Moana, which again is her favorite, she's five. Um, she's like, that sounds like the guy from Hamilton. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> did you, are we, no, you did we didn't. just become best friends? I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> she's like identifying that. And then she's identifying the dad in Moana um, is George Washington in Hamilton. Oh, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Jackson. Yeah. I think that's his, mm -hmm. I think that's his name. That's well, impressive for a five-year-old. That's I know. very impressive. She for either a heard us say it and repeated it at a very clever time, or she's a genius. I'm going to go with genius. genius. I'm going to go on the side of genius just because when I was five, I was like, jelly's dirty. That was my, <laughs> that was my take on jelly. So I'm going to say that she's a genius when she's like, those two people sound the same. And I was like, jelly is dirty. So we're going to, we're going to veer on the side of genius. Jelly. jelly. I, peanut butter and jelly. I wouldn't eat it because I was like, the jelly is dirty. So that like jar where it comes all together in mm. the jar together. That's not, about not your, it. not, it's not my yeah. jam. Okay. It's, it's not my jam. Literally, literally. not my jam. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. So happy that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Tori, yeah. what do you have going on via sound? What are you doing right now in the sound space? Uh, well, currently I'm uh, working as the audio crew chief over at the Frozen Sing Along at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Awesome. And uh, so that's my main gig right now. Um, previously, I was uh, audio lead over at the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular and have just worked um, with Disney for the last 10 years. So that's primarily what I have going on. Um, I've done some work with Encore Performing Arts, which is uh, a local. Uh, arts organization here in Orlando and yeah that's uh that's what I got that's kind of awesome though any any personal passion projects outside of sound girls that you're looking forward to doing plans for things um designing uh my new apartment Ooh. Honestly. And interior design? Oh, my goodness. Nice. Yeah, I'm working on, uh, I just bought a really nice bed, but uh, working on designing my new living room and just, you know, I love uh, going into a fresh space and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking more at the minimalistic side of things. Okay. So I'm definitely going through like that spring cleaning purge Fair. of all the you know, of all the things. So yeah, just, I haven't uh, done that for like years now. I need to get better about that. Yeah. It's, it's a boy thing. It's, we just don't, you're just a hoarder. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Jelly's dirty and I'm a hoarder. <laughs> we're setting the bar Perfect for who I am as a person. Very high right now. Everyone's like, how did this guy get to talk into a microphone with people that know what they're talking about? <laughs> He's dumb. <laughs> Susan, do you have anything going on in the soundscape other than the sound girls podcast at the moment? Uh, I have a full-time teaching gig. Right. And so I lecture and I teach labs with students and all of that jazz. Awesome. And so I, after kind of handing over the podcast, I have nothing planned for that free time, which is kind of terrifying. So for like a little bit, you're just going to kind of kick your feet up and, and yeah. chillax. Probably not for very long though, because I can't. Well, that's the teacher in you. The teacher in my, my wife is a former teacher and she can never sit still for more than four and a half minutes. So <laughs> I'm going from, cause the podcast has been kind of like a part-time job right. with editing and making the graphics and recording. Do you guys do all that stuff internally? Is that yes. you and um, Becky? It was, yes. Uh, we just got some editors, though. So Exciting. the new people don't hey. have to edit. <laughs> Bless them. We lucked out. Because that, that was the hardest part and the most time-consuming. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to be an editor years ago, but I kind of had to, like, brush off my um, audition. <laughs> like, I told <laughs> audition. And you know kind of get those skills back so. yeah it's it's like riding a bike in the most painful way possible yeah editing not not my favorite part i'm i'm fine at it now <laughs> so so now. i after handing over that and then also uh, my sec my other second job um i've closed that one out as well so now i'm going from having like three jobs to one so no time to like a little bit of time yeah it's crazy. I don't know what to do. I uh, puzzles Sudoku. My wife does word a lot search. of Sudoku. Word search also underrated. Underrated word search. Honestly, I've been reading a lot more, which is oh, awesome. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a book that is called uh, Dear. I think it's called Dear Hamilton, and it's written in a semi-historical, semi-fictional way, but mm -hmm. it tells the story of Eliza. 
So it's from her perspective, all of the things that are happening. My wife and my mother read it and loved it. Wow, so check it out. That Thank is, you. That is my recommendation. And Tori, watch Hamilton and then well, read that book maybe yes. if you like it. I, I take your recommendation. So <laughs> Honestly, most, <laughs> it's on of my the, list. most of the songs from the first act are the best ones anyway. Uh, strong agree. Well, I do like the cabinet battle. Cabinet battles. Cabinet battles are good. Gotta I know love all the words Gotta to love the Daveed. songs. All of them. I'm impressed. Is this a challenge? I think she's asking no. to. No, no, no. Is that what's. We're not doing that. We're not. Are you sure? Yeah. No, are I'm you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to start your very own podcast? It's never been easier to get a podcast started. Just make sure that your audio doesn't sound like this. Bad audio will get people to turn your podcast off long before you have a chance to bore them with your actual content. And the easiest way to get professional quality audio is with the Shure MV7 podcasting mic. Yes, this was made specifically with podcasters in mind. Inspired by the legendary SM7B, the MV7 has incredible voice isolation technology so you can record in any room. No sound-treated studio required. There's a built-in headphone jack included on the mic and a built-in touch panel for easy adjustments during your show. But the piece de resistance is the dual XLR and USB output. Plug this directly into your computer and get access to the Shure Motive desktop app or plug it into your mixer or interface. No more cruddy audio. Your audience deserves better and you deserve the Shure MV7. So uh, I want to ask too, well, as you guys were getting started with Sound Girls, obviously, like you said, winning this this awesome prize pack from Mainline and from Shure, that's going to go into this road kit. Yeah. What were some of the struggles that you guys had found when you were starting and maybe you didn't have the best yeah. sound equipment as the Sound Girls? What were some of those struggles like? Those were... Uh Many, there uh -huh. were many struggles. <laughs> so Becky and I both had our own microphones and interface. Okay. Because I had a failed radio show. Okay. So I had equipment left from that. But that's learning. That yeah. Fail failure is just learning. Well, we were um, we were going to have a radio show at f for Full Sail University. They were going to have the okay. Full Sail radio. Right. And so we recorded three episodes of hour-long radio shows. Awesome. And then it, the whole thing just didn't happen. They were just like, nope like us and a bunch of other shows. So I'm like, all right, I bought some microphones. <laughs> so uh, for, for that side of things, both of us had interfaces and microphones. So we were pretty cool with that. Right. But our challenges were really with working remotely with everyone mm -hmm. and going through all the usual um, recording platforms like um, we started with Zoom and we hated the way the audio sounded. We tried a bunch of other ones like Skype and like uh, f Facebook phone calls. We You could record those too. So like we tried all of those things and none of them were like our satisfactory level that we needed because we had to be good. Cause yeah, sound, sound girls. Yeah. It's and people, the, people let you know if you suck. They will tell you. Has there been detractor? Have you guys gotten a little bit of... A little bit. Yeah. Um, but because of the unknown, because we, we can handle our sound and we can have right. our microphones and our quiet spaces and everything. But the, the third party, the person we're interviewing, um, they may have an awesome setup or they're just using their laptop microphone. Mm. And we actually found that was the case with some of the more higher 
end like more famous people they would just use like their laptop sound and so and those are episodes that people listen to more oh yeah (laughs) you know what i mean so i i feel like some of the comments we got we're like, we didn't have them in our studio. Like, I can't control if that person wants to just use their laptop microphone. That's their choice. Yeah, that's their prerogative. Um, so that was our that was our biggest challenge. But then we got a service, which we do pay for, uh, that ISO records everything. And um, it sounds really good. And we've had pretty, pretty good outcomes from that. That's awesome. What, what mic did you start with? Are you still on the same mic? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you using? Um, at home, I have a Rode NT1A. Okay. And I have no idea what Becky has. She's told me a hundred times. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> She's not here. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Tori, what microphone do you have? It's uh, a Shure. I have, yeah. I have the SM7B. Ooh, that's what we're using right now. Is that what you started with? It is. How do you feel about the Shure SM7B? I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I feel like it captures my vocal well. And... Uh, is that what you started with or did, is that like a level up thing? Did you? No, this is because uh, I'm like the last time I did VO work was in college. So it's been a while. So this is the first mic that I've actually purchased for myself. So. Oh, oh. well, that's awesome. I love that. So Very I nice. want to also gauge. You said that there were some some detractors or anything like that. Do you feel like that's something that's still very present in the space, being that you guys are female and and are underrepresented? Do you feel like that's something that is a part of that? Do you think that that's something that's still very prevalent in the space? Like the disparaging network. Yeah. The the, disparaging nature of just being a minority. In a, correct. Okay. Yes. Um, unequivocally. <laughs> Yes. So is that is that is there a situation where you've kind of come in to to work a job and immediately been discredited because of your gender? Yes. Tori, have you also experienced something like that? Uh, not so much uh, with me. I tend to be a sponge, so I'll learn. You know, I'll I'll learn from anyone and. I usually find myself, I mean, I'm definitely in the minority, but events that I've worked, shows that I've worked, I feel like I'm usually one, if not the only, uh, you know, woman in audio on the team. So it's for me, not so much, um, but I feel like you have to, you know, prove that you deserve to be in the role instead of just, you know, you're in the role because you're a woman. Yeah, and the, I as, feel like, the assumptions that other people get are not the same that we might necessarily get. Right. So, so I feel what like, kind of what kind of assumption are you? Um, like, if it's speaking from my personal experience, yeah. it's just generally that I feel more micromanaged sometimes, or like I don't get the assumption that I'm I'm deserving to be in that space. Hmm. And I actually felt that at this last job that I had that I recently you had one really and I'm in my mid 30s and I was just like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. What do you do in a situation like that for for maybe someone uh, that's listening? And I'm sure you guys have covered this a million and two times on your podcast. But what do you say to someone that may be starting in this space or is even in a different space that's an underrepresented uh, minority? What would you say to them in a moment like that? What what is best action best action is always to be polite because 
almost anything that you're going to say, um, it probably won't be received positively. Mm -hmm. So in my recent experience, I tried my best to be like pleasant as pie, which is uh, a stretch for me in general. <laughs> um, but I just eventually was like fed up and I'm like, this is what this is. And I don't, you don't need to talk to me like that. Um, do you I guys, said that. I don't, that's fair. I mean, I think that that's deserved. Do you guys, um, have, is there a way for someone to contact you guys if they want to get involved with the sound girls? If there's a way to, how mm -hmm. do you guys do that form of communication? What's the best way for someone to get a hold of you guys? There are a couple of Facebook groups okay. and that is the main way I think that we interact amongst each other. Uh, so there's a sound girls main page, like sound girls org. And then there's the sound girls private page, Ooh. which is a safe space. And that is where you can go in and ask questions and get answers from people right away. Mm. Uh, so if there was something that you're troubleshooting, you can literally go on there because we have thousands of members and probably get an answer really fast. That, that's been my experience. Uh, and then we also have a Facebook group for the Orlando sound girls. So that one is just local to us here. So Sound Girls is a national. It is international. An international entity. Yes, we have that is chapter heads across the world. Um, one of our, I think our next biggest one from the U.S. is the uh, Mexico Sound Girls. That's awesome. Yeah. So is there, do you guys do meetups? Do you do? We used to. <laughs> well, yeah, I would assume um, it's tough to do now. We used to. Um, we've had two Sound Girls Expos here in town, uh, which Mainline was wonderful and supported us in, in a lot of that in Full Sail as well. Awesome. Gave us a space and Mainline gave us gear and people, which is beautiful. <laughs> um, so we have done those things and we will again. Uh, but obviously pandemic times, we've... We've struggled a lot, a little bit with that. Pandemic times, always a bummer. Yeah. Always a bummer. Tori, how did you find out about the Sound Girls? Was this something believe, that you were... I can't believe it was last year. Like, what? You didn't know about us sooner? Yeah, bro. I'm shocked. How did you... I'm not mad. I'm shocked. Well, I mean... She's not mad. She's just upset. <laughs> a ginger... I mean, such a huge difference. <laughs> sound Girl in Orlando, like... Come on. But apparently we knew of each other, well... Because you had a brief stint over at Disney mm -hmm. and our paths never crossed, but I trained your professor on yes. audio over at Epic. Yeah. My, yep. um, my mentor and college professor for audio and like the reason that I do this job, she trained at Disney so when he started working. It's, isn't that crazy? And never, it. never one time we're in the same building at the same time, locked eyes from a crowded room, like never. No, we have never met in real life. Mm -mm. Because of pandemic times. Mm -hmm. But this is obviously something But we probably live like 45 minutes. But this is something that's obviously has to happen now, right? Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. Yeah. It will I, definitely happen. <laughs> I request Instagram photo of a jumping high five when it occurs. <laughs> um, just because I feel like that's the only way to commemorate the moment. He's really assuming that I have that level of coordination. <laughs> I mean, me so too. <laughs> maybe it's a ginger thing because I walk into walls. Glasses, so. Maybe like just leg up. Maybe le I also wear glasses and I feel like I didn't get the memo and I put contacts in today. This is my fault. <laughs> this is my fault. We will Sorry. attempt it and we'll take a video for the failure. I'm if it happens. so prepared for that. I'm so, so prepared for that. 
Is there anything that you guys do in this pandemic world that, that people can jump in that are interested that they would be able to get some exposure with you guys, ask questions, anything? Do you guys do Zoom meetings or anything like that? Yes, uh, they organize, and this is all done with Carrie. Uh, she's the face of the Sound Girls. Mm -hmm. um, so she puts out pretty frequently different Zoom trainings. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have uh, the Living History Project going on where they interview um, kind of like the original generation of people uh, and they capture all of that and that's all on, on YouTube and Facebook and all that jazz. Awesome. Uh, so yes, there's tons of stuff. Um, as far as the podcast specifically, if anybody would like to be on the podcast, they can hit us up uh, because we are always looking to add to our list, especially if they have something that they want to share. Yeah. Uh, we've had a lot of people who specifically wanted to come on so they could promote their side project like diversify the stage or awesome. amplify her voice. And so it was, it's awesome to have those collaborations because then we can use our outlet to help them expand, you know, their, their outlet. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's so cool. So I want to, uh, I'm going to start with Tori. Do you have a moment that you were in the sound girls doing things where you were like, man, I am here. This is awesome. Did you, have you had that moment? And if you have, which I would assume you have, what was that moment for you? So it was actually my interview with Susan and Becky. And I went in and I was, you know, I, the nerves were flowing. And I, after that interview, just... I was filled with such, and I mentioned it earlier, positivity and joy. And like, I just felt my whole body felt light. Like, I felt like this is something that I'm meant to be, you know, meant to do. And it just, every single interaction with the ladies since then has just been a continuation of that. And my, um, my passion has always been to empower, you know, up and coming women in the audio industry. And just to see how all of this perfectly, you know, comes together is just, um, it's such a blessing and it's such a gift. And but yeah, it was that initial meeting for me, uh, that initial interview where I just knew, yeah, this feels right. That's Dude, awesome. I'm gonna cry. That was That's, beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful. What um, about you, Susan? Well. I'm going to answer, but first, okay. I want to, I do want to plug that. Oh, plug, um, plug Be away. Becky uh, and I recorded our interviews with our new host and co-host, and that's actually going to be one of our episodes oh, is some so clips cool. from those shows. Oh, they don't, so. they don't even know. Don't <laughs> um, all, so uh, all of our mistakes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to it. I'm like, oh, Tori, you stumbled on that. Oh, no one's going to hear it. Oh, oh my cat's in the background. No one's going to hear it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're using that as one of our special episodes because we thought so it would be fun cool. to introduce them and to give us our graceful exit, you know. Um, as far as the, the sound girls part, I think it was when... So meeting Becky Campbell in general was kind of awesome. Your brain exploded a little bit. She's so cool. She's just such a cool lady. And... Uh, to become friends with her and stuff because she she worked with me for a little while um, at Full Sail and then to see her at the Sound Girls thing she invited me I just started coming to those meetings with her and then when 
um, Michelle Sablechick Pentonato. <laughs> she was in town. Such a good name. Um, and I met her and I was like, oh, oh, you're one of the, you're the other one. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. And I got to talk to her because she was, uh, she was writing her book um, and her, she has a web series of mixing music live. And so she was in the process of writing that when I met her and I was like, this is so freaking cool. And being an educator, you know, working for years doing that, it just felt natural to become more involved and be able to like, you know, sponge it up, just share the wealth of knowledge, all the knowledge. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. I was a blog writer for them for two years before I started the podcast too. So if you had to, this is also for both of you, if you had to give advice to a young lady that was looking to get into this industry, what would some of those starting points be? Susan, I want to start with you. That is a question that we ask like every single one of our interview people. Um, Am I doing a good job? I feel like I need to ask. Am I I okay at this? Yeah. (laughs) Two thumbs up. (laughs) We're laughing. So that's always a good. We are laughing. Yes. Can I pass to Tori? Yeah, Tori. Uh, We're going to put you on the spot. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Why not? Um, So advice that I would give um, to someone, uh, to a woman in our industry, I would say, you know, take hold of what your dreams are and don't let any stereotype, don't let uh, any preconceived notions, nothing get in the way of what you really want because anything is possible. And it just takes a little bit of effort and just to be there at the right time, the right place, find people that you can latch onto someone who looks at the future of, um, you know, looks at their legacy and, you know, looks at the future of the industry that they're in and wants to see it succeed and wants to see, um, you know, that legacy get passed on to the next generation. And I think it's so important to train your replacement because no matter how good you think you are, um, the thing is, is that there's always someone out there that's going to know more than you, or, you know, is going to have that little gem, that little piece of knowledge that you don't have. And the beauty of working together as a team is that you have those strengths and weaknesses, um, that all come together and it, you know, forms this beautiful product. Um, but, you know, just, you never know, like the next person that comes up to you may be you know, super successful. I mean, maybe the next, you know, touring a one, I don't know for Cirque, who knows. And, but they won't be doing that unless if you say yes to them that, yes, I will teach you how to run that console or yes, Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, teach you how to, you know, wrap that XLR or whatever it is, something so simple, but just um, the idea of mentorship is, you know, at the core of, you know, is, is a gift that we can give to others. So, you know, and you can't move up if you are the only one that can do that job, right? So if you train your replacement, like you said, you now have a, vac- you can have a vacancy in yourself to move elsewhere, which is also a really positive thing. Yeah. 
I, I, I think I went around. I think I answered a little bit and then didn't answer and then went on a tangent. I no, I think you answered it beautifully. And I, I, it reminded me honestly of, and I don't know if you guys have watched this, but uh, Ted Lasso on Apple TV in the first episode, it's wonderful. In the first episode, um, he's walking out of the building at night, having worked a full day of, of his being a head coach of this football team. Uh, and the owner calls over to him and she's like, Oh, are you burning the midnight oil? And he looks at her and he says something that I think will stick with me for the rest of my life is the harder you work, the luckier you get. And that everything you just said, Tori kind of made me think that, that the harder you work, the more questions you ask, the more you're asking to do, the luckier you get. And, um, not to, to step on what you said, cause it was amazing and beautiful and <laughs> wonderful, but that it, I just had that like epiphany moment where I was like, Oh my God, Tori's like Ted Lasso. <laughs> She's speaking truths. All the truths. I do like Ted Lasso. Yeah. You have to watch Ted Lasso. It. It's so good. It's you so haven't good. seen Ted Lasso. Mm-mm. You okay. So that's your project. That is your project. You watch Ted Lasso. I'll watch Hamilton. They're about the same, about the same length. (laughs) Okay. So so what, if you had to give advice to a young lady, Mm -hmm. what would your advice be? I frequently have to do this. That's true. So like to, to put it and narrow it down. um, One of the things that I really emphasize with my students of any gender or whatever, uh, just anyone new coming up is that, every single person has something to offer. So even if you are struggling with wrapping XLRs, which is something that I do teach, and I've got three different ways to to show kids how to do that. The over-under, you have to do the over-under. It's all over-under, but there's different techniques on how to get there. Yeah. (laughs) So, they, everybody has something to offer. We are we are all lifelong students. We're always learning something new or discovering some like new technology or just even something that you've been doing all your life. Now they have a new way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the younger generations are usually the people who are telling me about some of that stuff. Like, oh, did you hear of this new thing? And I'm like, no. Like and TikTok, then they'll pull it, it up. Me. Yeah, so I'm too old for a lot of that totally. stuff, but but yes. um, they've showed me such amazing things. Like they'll get these um, little random DJ controller things mm-hmm. and program them with sound effects to have like a sound effects board or program them to, uh, they're not meant for DMX, but they rigged it somehow and now they could control the lights with this little $50 thing. So like they do all of these like super innovative projects because they're young and their minds aren't clouded with <laughs> some of like, you know, the mid thirties and beyond stress that you have in all your those, life. All those good things. Yeah. Um, so I, I want younger people to, although I think saying yes and listening and learning as much as possible is important. I think they should also not be afraid to bring what they have to the table as well. That's awesome. And then the second thing that I, I recently told a high school student, which may or may not have been in my best judgment, Uh um, to use this phrase, but I told her, uh, do no harm, but take no shit. Yes. All about it. And then I was like, wait, how old is this kid? It's fine. Um, <laughs> she goes to public school. It's it's all good. She heard worse. Um, She's heard worse. But that was, I wanted, I needed her to know that. Like, 
do what you're going to do, but don't. If you put that on a shirt, I will buy it right yeah. now. It's not my quote. It's but like if you put your name at the bottom, like Susan. Michael Scott does. Yeah. <laughs> you're like anonymous. Also, also Susan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's that one's important because I spent so much of my life trying to please other people and just get trampled on if I was too meek or too bitchy or whatever it was. So do no harm. Take no shit. I love it. I love Sweet, it. Sweet, simple. It's great. Well, uh, to wrap everything up in a nice, beautiful, pretty bow, um, where, if the people are looking for more information on the Sound Girls podcast and organization, can they find this information? Everything is on soundgirls.org. Um, the whole soundgirls.org website has resources on a variety of sub- subjects. So uh, live, live sound, if you wanted to be a monitor engineer, there's blogs and stuff on that, tour managing. Uh, and then they also have an entire section dedicated to resources for uh, sexual harassment issues and what the laws are in different states and what you know resources that you can do if you do have an issue like that and mm-hmm. who to reach out to. So, uh, and then we also have... Um, I've moderated some webinars and stuff like that as well. So they try to encompass it. I do want to say that don't let the name Sound Girls deter anybody from going because there is the whole point of the organization is to make space for people who don't normally have room at the table, right? Mm. So we want it to be accessible to everybody. We're not trying to exclude anyone. So don't let the name fool you into thinking it's only geared toward women. It's definitely uh, that little more on that dial that way. Yeah. But most of the information, if not 90% of it, is based on equipment and uh, just in general stuff that everyone can find value in. Yeah, I... I all I'm hearing is that I can be a sound girl in my heart and that's yeah. all I want. You can be a sound girl. Welcome to the club. Honorary? Welcome. Now you are. Oh my God. I need to go find glasses to put on. Hold on. <laughs> no. Uh, thank you ladies so much for, for coming and talking with me and talking about the sound girls. It's been wonderful. It's been amazing. Thank you for being on sound connections. And again, congratulations for being Florida's finest podcast. Thank uh, you. Can we just get thank another woo woo for that? Yes. I just, I feel good about it. Um, but no, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Great. It's, thank you. It's awesome to be invited. Feels like we're fancy. I mean, I feel pretty fancy. I feel pretty fancy. <laughs> so fancy. So fancy. And that will do it for another episode of Sound Connections. I would like to thank the Sound Girls, Susan and Tori, for coming out. I would like to congratulate them on their victory in Florida's Finest Podcast. And I hope to talk to them again soon, guys. Don't forget, this is all sponsored by Shore in Mainline Marketing in Winter Park, Florida. Have a good one, everybody.